Welcome to the GeoMob podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. Welcome to another GeoMob podcast. This morning, it's my pleasure to welcome Dave G, who is a freelance illustrator, a mural artist, and he describes himself as a serial map doodler who goes under the name of Dave Draws. Dave has traveled across Europe, Hong Kong, and the US for his large wall murals. Dave's trademark is his doodle maps that combine his unique doodle style with cartoonish illustrations, creating a map of a city using only his trusted pens. Dave, it's a great pleasure to have you here. Welcome to the GMO podcast. Introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, so yeah, my name is Dave G. I go under the pseudonym Dave Draws. Yeah, basically, I'm a freelance illustrator. I'm based up in Manchester, where I've lived for about seven years. It's kind of whilst I've been here that I've started doing the doodle maps and I've become quite well known for doing them. It's something I kind of stumbled upon doing and it's now become a full-time career, which is uh, very rewarding and something I'm very happy about. Great. And so what triggered your interest in maps? Have you been a map fan since you were a kid? Did you go Boy Scout map training? I've always been interested in them, but in like quite a casual way. Like I've never really studied them, but I've always been interested in, in geography and looking at maps. And I've also been quite good at reading them. Like I know people who sort of can look at maps three or four times and still not really get the bearings or know where they are. I've always been quite good at it. And um, when I started doing the maps sort of full time, my mum said to me, when we used to go places when we were younger, I would just need to go there once and then look at a map and then I'd know where I was. And I won't need to look at it again. But I've always quite enjoyed studying them. But still, even at that point, years ago when I enjoyed looking at maps and kind of working out where things were and seeing buildings, I never really envisaged that it would be something I'd end up doing full time drawing them. And it's also changed now because I've always enjoyed looking at them, but now I, I really enjoy it because I can look at a map and kind of see what I'd like to draw on there, if you get me. So mm-hmm. if I look at a map, I'll kind of, my eyes will be drawn to buildings, my eyes will be drawn to maybe something of an interesting name, be it a bar or a, you know, like a sports field or something. And um, yeah, and that's even changed how I walk around cities, to be fair. If I go to a city and walk around it now, I'm eyeing up <laughs> potential places to draw. Right. Which is uh, quite interesting. When you were a kid or a teenager, did you ever think that you would be able to make maps? Or did you think making maps was something that other people did, you know, specialist people? Yeah, I think I probably did think it was something specialist people did. Until I started doing it, and even even then it kind of came about slightly by accident, I never really thought that I would be able to make maps. And even even now, I still think of my maps as quite sort of playful and loose, and I try and make them quite fun. Whereas I think when you're at school, everything's a bit more sort of set in black and white, I suppose. So I always thought that the people who, who made maps were a lot more sort of, I don't know, expert at it than me. I never thought I would be kind of... Right true enough to do it so what was the first map that you made or drew so, yeah so the first one is quite interesting how it came about so the first one i did was manchester city center but um there's a few things that kind of came about with me doing it so basically before i lived in manchester i lived in berlin for a, a short while working in an art gallery and before i did the maps i used to sort of draw in the same doodle style so lots of like little swirly patterns and squares but rather than there being buildings and roads in between, there'd be sort of little caricatures of faces or little maybe like animal drawings. And I exhibited in a little tiny little gallery in Berlin, and someone there said to me that it works looks like a city from above. 
So if you have like an aerial view of a city and you see kind of the yeah, tops of buildings, it's like squares and triangles and that kind of thing. And I thought, then I thought it'd be quite a good idea to do like a map of a city at some point. But I never really kind of took it that far. Though when I moved to Manchester, a friend of mine asked me if I would mind like drawing over a map of a city. So I got one of those one pound maps you can get from train stations. I got it from Manchester Piccadilly mm-hmm. Station and tried to doodle over it, like doing little patterns. But because that map was already quite busy, me drawing over the top of it just made it look a bit more, it made it almost look too much. So because it was just a mate of mine, I said to him, do you mind if I kind of do a map for you of Manchester and I'll try and make it quite fun and get landmarks on there, but all the places relevant to you? He was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. So I did that. He really liked it. I quite liked it. And I said to him, do you mind if I try and sell some prints of this? He was completely fine with that. So I put them online and then I think I put sort of 20 online at first. I'm like, I had like a little big cartel shop and I put 20 online and I think they sold out in the first day. And I was like, oh. <laughs> There's like a little bit of a demand for this, really. So it just sort of snowballed from there. But yeah, it's this is what I mean. It was sort of, I, don't, I had someone mentioned it to me in Berlin and I thought that's a cool idea, but it sort of took someone else then kind of pushed me a bit to make me do it. And then, but once I had the idea, I ran with it and was like, this is, this is good. Great. So I think we better pause, Dave, and mm-hmm. explain to the listeners what your cartoon maps are, because mm-hmm. we're talking about something which is very visual. And I stumbled across your work and thought, wow, this is great. It's really fun. And it's a very sort of personal form of cartography. But describe one of your cartoon maps for our listeners and describe also how you make one of these maps, because there's a process to it, as I understand it. Yeah, if you just look at one of my maps, you'd see someone once described it quite well to me, actually. They described it as a caricature of a map because you're sort of pulling out key features in a map and really sort of accentuating them and making them big and bold. And then maybe playing down other kind of smaller parts of the map where there's not so much going on, but it's still all in there. But yeah, if you just look at my map, you'd see quite detailed drawings of buildings, all the major landmarks in the city. I'll get on there and I'll try and draw in quite a bit of detail. I also try and put on independent shops, bars, restaurants, and I might draw the front of them, like the facade of the building, or if they have like a funky logo, I might draw that. I'll put parks on there and draw trees and rivers and lakes. So all those parts are on there, and then they're surrounded by roads, train lines, and then what I call my doodles, which are basically just little squares, circles with lines inside. But that's sort of my trademark pattern that I draw with all the time. In terms of making the maps, the first part of the process is working out what's going to go on there. So I, I do quite a bit of research. I often on social media ask my followers if there's anything particularly they would like to see on a, on a new map. So then I'll try and get that on there. But yeah, again, I'll look up landmarks, like historical buildings, bars, restaurants, shops, pubs, just anything of interest that I think will go on. And then I do the kind of arduous part is doing the, the layout sketch that I do before I start drawing the piece, which is where I take every everything off my list find it on it's usually google maps but sometimes i have to go to other kind of other map sites or even go on google street view and go down the street or even visit myself sometimes to try and find out where fin is and then work out the layout of the map and that can take quite a while sometimes after that i start drawing the piece and i draw the landmarks on first so they can be the star of the show i actually used to draw the roads on first but then once the roads are on you could only draw the, the landmarks so big so I like to make the landmarks big and bold. So I get all the landmarks on first, and then I put the roads, rivers, train lines on. And then once all that's done, I put the doodles in last, which is actually quite quick. But the entire process can take maybe about a week, something like that. Right. So do you sort of trace over 
a printed map or do you just use the map, the Google map or whatever you're looking at to give you a rough layout of the city and the lines of the streets? I just use Google Maps. I don't really trace much. I mean, the kind of paper I use is quite thick, so I prefer to work on like a kind of thicker card, so it'd be kind of hard to trace right. on that anyway. But yeah, and I think, have I done, have I done that before? I don't think I ever have used like a trace for any right. kind of job, really. It's always just been kind of going off Google Maps and then working out where the roads are. You know, they're not sort of geographically accurate maps. They're, they're sort of liberal in, interpretations of where the roads are and where roads meet and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I think it can sometimes depend on the size of the area you're covering as well, because if you're doing like a big city and you're quite zoomed out, like say, every time I've drawn New York, I've done the whole of Manhattan. And so you, you have to take a few liberties in terms of squeezing the design on on, well, squeezing the size of the area onto a map. So if you do like a small village, you pretty much do put every road on because right. if you don't, then he kind of loses. And because also if you're drawing that village, most people will know every road back to front because they live there and every road will have like people who will potentially buy the map on there. So I would say that would depend on scale. Like I did um, a map of a area called Ramsbottom yesterday which is just north of Berry, and that's like quite small. And I think pretty much every road in that little town slash village went on there. But yeah, when it's more zoomed out, like I say, a London or a New York, I mean, there will be roads missing, but I try and right. still make it as accurate as I can. So could you use them to navigate on foot, do you think? Find your um, way from... <laughs> mm, good, good question. I think, again, I think the smaller ones, a smaller area, like some small towns no. and some villages, yes. Some of the bigger ones, possibly, possibly not. But it depends also how good you are at reading maps because, like I say, mm. it's difficult because for me, I can look at something, get my bearings quite well and probably work it out. But if you're not particularly good at reading maps, you could get a bit confused. Right. So when you did New York, just as an <laughs> example, how did you choose which landmarks? I mean, I guess the Empire State Building has to be on there. But, yeah, you know, there's so many landmarks in a city like New York. How do you choose? Yeah, so the first couple of times I did it was for commissions. So they got like it got suggested to me what to put on there. And right. I've done it a few, three or four times since, and so and I've kind of just added more to it basically as I've become aware of more sort of buildings and bars and like jazz clubs and stuff like that in New York. I've just been keen to add more and more to it. Like I did New York map quite recently, just like two weeks ago. And I, I had to kind of get to a point where I stopped because I was like, I'm going to keep on adding things. It was just sort of, there's even just the skyscrapers there that were just residential ones, but I kind of thought were quite sort of iconic that I kept on adding. And I was like, I need to kind of stop at some point because this is going to take me ages. But yeah, yeah the first time I did New York, because there were commissions, most of the things were suggested for me. But then I would also just, what I was doing last time, I was just looking up sort of New York skyscrapers and seeing which ones sort of looked a bit more interesting or, architecture-wise than, than the others. And then, yeah, I just... It's just things that take my fancy, really, even if it's just like a funky name. You can go back to drawing a city mm -hmm. with a different perspective. Like, you could draw the night scene of New York or you could draw the skyscrapers of New York and they'd be different content in the map. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be... I mean, to be fair, that'd be quite a cool... <laughs> quite a good idea because there's... There's so much going on. I try and get a balance of it in each each map that I do. I try and get a mix of, say, skyscrapers and then some like churches, like uh, the older buildings. And then I like to also get like a bit of green, you know, some greenery in there. So some parks as well. And then I always I like to get independent businesses on if I can, right. even on, okay. a, on a small or a large scale. Just because I think when I share my maps online, 
on my on Instagram or Facebook, they're the kind of people who really appreciate being on there. So if you kind of if I put my latest map online and I tag an independent business in it, they'll be really excited about it and want to share it online with their followers and maybe even buy it as well. So yeah, yeah, something so, I like to do. So I'm leading up to a question, but before I come to that question, who commissions these maps, Dave? I mean, you you mentioned that they're commissioned. Who commissions them, and where are they so- exhibited or sold? So they've been commissioned by a real variety of people. So I do quite a lot of hotels. I've done stuff for Marriott Hotels, parking, and I've done quite a lot of work. A lot of my abroad work has been for the hotel brand called Inside by Amelia. I did the hotel in Manchester first, and then I've done the hotels in yeah, Paris, Dusseldorf, Prague. There's one off, oh yeah, New York was one, one I did there. Quite a few like property companies, because quite often I'll do commissions for them where they'll put their developments on there. Right. That was the, the Hong Kong mule I did was for a Manchester-based property company. But also, like, there's all kinds of different things. So schools, I've been doing more and more schools over the past few years. And because sometimes I'll come in to do a school, I'll do I'll do like a, a big mural in there, but I'll also do like a little workshop class where the kids kind of draw their local area and I help them. So they'll maybe pick, say, four or five local landmarks to them. So it'd be the school, their home, the park, the, say, grandma's house. And they'll do their own little version of it. So that's quite nice. That's great. Yeah, bars, restaurants, residential ones for people. I did um, a map for ITV of the Weatherfield Coronation Street that went on the set. Yeah, it's, it's, a oh, real, uh, nice. it's been a real mix, yeah. So that's quite interesting, actually. Was, yeah. How do we get you to come to Muswell Hill in North London and draw our little suburb? Oh, I would like to. Because it's got lots of independent shops and... Yeah, I can imagine. Well, how do you get me to do it? I'd like to do it, to be fair. I just wonder if it'd be a business that would kind of have a wall that I could do it on or if there could be... Or I could do a big piece that could get framed or something. Okay, I'm going to go and do some research on that, Dave, and we'll we'll pick that up because if we actually get you to Muswell Hill, then we could we could do a series of mini podcasts as you were actually producing the thing and follow you around whilst you were doing it. That'd be but you cool. talked about you talked about walls. How many of these murals have you done? Are there many of them? Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't know. It'd be over a hundred, I think. Wow! Wow! Yeah. It's and they vary in scale. Like some are quite small, like some, but some are really big. I think the biggest one I've done was actually down in Bracknell, a shopping centre there called the Lexicon, and it was yeah, it was a massive mural. And I did, did it in about three days. But it was quite funny because I, I think I'd done most of it, and I thought I'm going to be over a day to spare here. And then I was up a, like a cherry picker, Ooh. like doing the uh, the top of it, and it, it kind of broke. <laughs> It, it ran out of. It had, uh, I think it hadn't been charged overnight, so it just froze when I was up there. So um, I was just up there with for about two hours with uh, nowhere to go, and then they had to charge it overnight, and uh, I had to come back for an extra day to finish it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was quite funny. But no, I've, I've done. Yeah, I've done hundreds, and I do them all over, like I say. So you produce sort of a a design drawing at normal size, and then you just go to the wall and work at whatever scale the wall is? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'll usually, I'll ask for kind of a picture of the wall before, so I know the scale, because sometimes there can be, mm. you can be trying to, like, stretch a map a bit to fit the size of the wall, basically. Sometimes it will be really right. long, or it can be quite thin, and you've got quite a wide map area, and you have to try and squeeze the map down. So that's that's basically what I'm doing most of the time, is adapting the map to the size of the wall. Okay. Yeah, that's the basic process. That's really cool. I'm... I'm definitely going. So I've got an idea for somewhere in Muswell Hill, and I'm going to go and uh, yeah, I'd love that. Chat up <laughs> the guy who owns the shop and see whether I can tempt him. So you take on big urban areas. Do you take on small areas or rural areas? 
Yeah, I'm trying to think what I've done. I, I do. I mean, I do take on small areas quite often because I do a lot of little commissions as well for people. So as well as doing the big walls, it might be someone saying, can I have a little A3 bespoke commission of like my village and it'll or it'll be like a present for someone who lives there so i do quite a lot of that and i quite like doing it just for the variety and like i say it's quite sometimes even a little bit harder because it's more zoomed in because sometimes you'll be drawing say a village where there's one road with things on and all those and also quite often on those kind of places google maps can be less accurate (laughs) so you have to kind of do a bit more research into and work out exactly where everything goes because if you get say so you've got the post office and the pub next to each other. If you get them the wrong way around, everyone everyone yeah. in that village is going to know because they know about the front because that's the one road in the village. So do you have to take more um, more research in a way? I did um, I actually did one earlier this year that size of print. It's an area in Derbyshire called Chapel and the Frith. And doing the layout for that was really hard because lots of like my followers suggested things to go on there. And there was so much niche stuff to people who live in that village that was hard to locate on Google or Google Maps. So I had to like go down there and ask quite a lot of help from the locals on it because it was really quite challenging. But I quite I enjoyed doing it where there's quite a lot of rural areas around it, where there's hills and there's um, yeah, it might be lakes and woods and stuff like that. Just it's a nice contrast to then having the kind of the doodles and all, all the roads and stuff. So it's right. a nice contrast. Cool. So you've made hundreds and hundreds of these maps by now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you go out to make them. Sometimes you do it all by desk research, I guess. What's the strangest thing that's happened to you whilst you've been making one of these maps? I think the strangest thing, the funniest kind of story I always think of is just, it's actually just before I made one. But so before I went to Hong Kong, which was probably, it's still one of the biggest jobs I've had. I played in like a kind of a charity football match. I went, I basically went over on my ankle and I was in a lot of pain. And this was like two days before I was meant to fly and I was meant to be there for like 10 days doing two murals. And I was like, this is the biggest job in my career so far. And I went to the local hospital because my foot had just swelled up massively. And they did a scan and they said, you just got a bad, bad sprain. And I was like, oh, thank God. So I got the flight to Hong Kong, flew to Dubai, was like hobbling around Dubai airport, had like ice on my foot on the flight. Um, yeah, I got to Hong Kong, got a taxi, got to my hotel. And then when I got on Wi-Fi, I had a message from my mum saying that the hospital had been in touch, they'd missed something on the scan, I'd actually broken a bone in my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my God. But they said, because it was such a small like fracture, they were like, it, it, it could just heal itself. And I was like, well, I don't really, I'm kind of quite tight for time. I don't really want, I've got to do all this work. I don't want to go to like a hospital in Hong Kong. So I hobbled into work on the first day of, let's say, walked through Hong Kong and got to these like nice, lovely offices. And then I just basically had like a massive bandage on my foot. And I thought they just thought, what have, what have we paid for here? Then also in Hong Kong, all the ladders were just bamboo strapped together rather than the kind of nice standard ladders that I would use. So I was hobbling up them. But it actually, it worked out in the end. I didn't have to go to hospital in Hong Kong. So I managed to get the job done. But it's always just a funny, funny story to tell that one. Yeah, indeed. And I, and your ankle's okay now? Yeah, I've still got a little scar on it, though. Little, cause I think I got boosted on the ankle in the same game of football, but uh, yeah, it's all fine now. <laughs> um, do you design anything other than maps? I mean, you describe yourself as an illustrator and a designer, or are you now just doing maps? I'd say I probably do like 99% maps. Right. I still, I sometimes do other kind of pieces that's based around drawing buildings, which I quite like to do. So it's quite often I'll draw really quite large scale drawings of buildings, like really detailed, like almost not kind of architectural drawings, but kind of similar to that. And I've done a few murals right. like that in various offices where there's been a few kind of, again, it can be quite, it tends to be property companies. If they've got a few buildings they're working on, they'll ask me to do like kind of quite large drawings of them on the walls. Before I did the maps, like I said, 
like like a reference at the start. I used to draw like more abstract stuff, lots of patterns, a few like geometric drawings. And still, if I ever get any kind of downtime now and I have time to kind of draw for, my, for myself, I like to just sit and just draw patterns. And I try and do a few of those drawings occasionally, but I think it's hard to kind of find the time as you get older. And also when you Drawing full time, doing maps. It's, sometimes you get home at the end of the day, and you, don't, you don't kind of want to then do that, which is a bit of a shame. But I no. mean, it's yeah. small price to pay. And how can people get hold of the maps? So I've got an online shop, which is probably the easiest easiest way. But that's just my website, DaveTrolls.co.uk. Right. I've got kind of quite a few retailers all around the country. So I've got most in Manchester, but I've got retailers in Birmingham, Bristol, Newcastle, Leeds, Sheffield, Liverpool. None in London actually, but uh, that's a, that's a I need to try and get sorted. And yeah, if you go on my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I can there's links to it all on there as well. Right. Okay. And we'll put those links, Dave, in the show notes so people can, can find you. But the main one is davedraws.co.uk. Yeah, that's the one. Great. Dave, that's fantastic. I've got to say to everybody listening, you've got to go and look at this guy's work. It is really fabulous. It's different. And actually, pal of mine who is a fantastic cartographer. He's taught the subject. He's written books about the subject. He's one of the the leading cartographers that there is at the moment. And he talks about the process of working out what you're trying to communicate with a map and bringing that to the foreground and getting rid of the clutter, the unnecessary stuff that you don't need to get your message across. And when you describe your process and putting the buildings and the landmarks on the canvas before you start to put the roads in, I was just thinking that's exactly what what Ken was talking about, you know, bringing the most important stuff to the foreground and um, and pushing the other stuff back. So yeah, whilst you might not have thought that you were a cartographer, <laughs> I would suggest that even though they're doodle maps and they may not be super accurate compared with Google Maps or something, you are definitely doing great cartography with your work. So oh, you. fantastic <laughs> stuff, Dave. It's been a pleasure having you here. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today and listening to the GMOP podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed the discussion. Please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any suggestions for topics that we should cover in the future. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. You can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. You can follow Stephen at Stephen Feldman. You can follow me at Fryfogel. You can check out Mappery at mappery.org. And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com. We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode, and of course, seeing you at a future GeoMop event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye.